and welcome back to the Back in Style podcast, the Twisted Mug Media Network's Twin Peaks podcast. I'm Logan. And I'm Matthew. And this week, we are going to be talking about the fifth episode of season two of Twin Peaks. Uh, It's called The Orchid's Curse. Yes. Um, So if you've been listening to our other podcasts, uh, you know, with the Back in Style, you've been following along with the Twin Peaks storyline. Just a little reminder as to the format of this podcast. Uh, This is my first time seeing the show. Um, I, I have not seen any of the later episodes after this one. Logan, on the other hand, is an experienced veteran. He's seen the show a couple times. Um, so because of that, there will be no spoilers for later episodes. We will be talking about the episode that we're reviewing. But if you're like me and you haven't seen the entire show, no worry. We will not be spoiling Laura Palmer's murder or yep, any I'll, of those things. Although it may be tempting, I'll <laughs> remain spoiler-free. Um, yeah, this is a, it's a pretty cool format. I think. Yeah, I mean, it appeals to uh, you know both sides, anyone who wants to listen to the podcast. So yeah. I, I encourage you, if this is your first time hopping in, listen to the other podcasts, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and check out everything else on the channel. But yeah, yeah. so like we said, Season 2, Episode 5, The, yeah. the Orchid's Curse. Yeah, pretty um, exciting. Yep, Harold Smith, The Orchid's. Very interesting character. We see a lot more of him in this episode. Yeah, I say we get right to it Let's and do uh, it. start talking about this plot summary. If you're not interested in listening to the plot summary and you just want to skip it, go to three minutes and two seconds. Cooper finds Audrey's note under the bed and learns she is at One-Eyed Jack's. Mr. Pinkle shows Bobby and Shelley a device to raise and lower Leo into bed. Sternwood releases Leland and sets a date for trial. Donna offers to tell her story to Harold if he will let her read Laura's diary. He agrees to read it to her as long as the diary does not leave the room. Donna snatches the diary and lures Harold to the door. He attempts to exit, but has a seizure and collapses. Donna apologizes. Sternwood rules that Leo is not competent to stand trial and may be returned home. Ed brings Nadine home. Nadine pulls the door off of the refrigerator. Tojimura off- offers Ben a superior offer, $5 million, for the Ghostwood project. Ben gives Cooper the ransom and then tells Hank to follow Cooper and bring Audrey back. Renault plots how he will kill Cooper. Andy learns he is no longer sterile. Cooper and Truman plan their approach to One-Eyed Jacks. Hawk reports that he has found where the one-armed man is staying. Andy thinks he is calling Lucy, but gets an abortion clinic instead. James sees Maddie at the double R and follows her. Donna tells more of her story to Harold. Cooper and Truman overpower a guard and enter One-Eyed Jacks. They spy Blackie and Renault. Harold and Donna kiss. Donna sneaks away to signal Maddie. Um, Nancy tries to stab Cooper, but he punches her and rescues Audrey. Uh, Renault kills Blackie and then shoots at Truman. Cooper and Truman are trapped, but Hawk rescues them. Donna distracts Harold while Maddie tries to get the diary. Uh, Harold hears her and threatens them both with a garden trowel. Yep, so that is episode five. Um, I definitely like this episode much more than the last one. Uh, we kind of talked about how the last one was more of an in-between episode, you know, introducing more characters and more plot lines. But this one, a lot more action takes place, and we get to know a lot of these characters a lot better, specifically uh, Mr. Tajimura and Harold Smith, mm-hmm. and Jean Reno even, and the action in One-Eyed Jacks. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's We, we get uh, a lot of good character development. Uh, for a lot of good characters, yeah, I'd say. and kind of some elements that we haven't really seen before. I don't know some of the more spy elements with One Eye Jacks. I thought was a little was very cool, a little bit newer than we have yeah. seen. Yeah, the, all the stuff with uh, One Eye Jacks, I feel like, is pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting because you kind of get to see Cooper and Truman uh, out in the field a little bit more instead of like purely investigative work. They're 
um, doing some field work. So yeah, that was, that was pretty cool to see. The opening of this episode, um, it, it, it feels like first season Twin Peaks, which I feel like is really good. You know, we're, we're at the Great Northern, Cooper is talking to Diane, um, He's got his signature cowlick when he wakes up, mm-hmm. um, and he's you know he's doing these weird things. He's doing yoga. He's chewing on his uh, earplugs, yes. um, and you know we, he's he's upside down against his wall when he says this line: "Objects are coming into focus," and he sees the letter, which I had forgotten about. Yeah, um, because it. It doesn't like he was gonna go to to One Eye Jacks anyway, so technically it, it doesn't really you know it doesn't really help him out that much. But still, mm-hmm. I forgot in you know that the giant had told him that he had forgotten something and that Audrey had left that letter. And it should be noted that uh, David Lynch is like a big proponent of transcendental meditation, mm-hmm. so I'm not surprised that this is in here. Yeah, um, he's like he's like really all into that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was cool. And kind of the effect they use when he finds the note of the object coming into focus reminded me of Bob when he walks towards the camera mm, and the drawings, yeah. just some of the other elements like that in the previous episodes. Yeah, that's very true. Um, but it, I, I love I love when he, his reaction while he's opening up the letter and he's reading it and, um, you know, they, he, he finds out that, um, finds out that Audrey has gone to One-Eyed Jack's, um, she doesn't specifically say. She kind of uses a code, but it's obvious. Yeah. I think she says Jax has the answer right. or something she, like she's that. She's gone north, and Jax has the answer. Mm-hmm. So who's the one-eyed Jax. Um, and so Cooper has got to go to the police station right away um, to tell Truman about this. And, and he gets there, and um, you know Hawk has come back. And he was apparently – he wasn't in the last episode, yeah. but he was apparently at Pearl Lake's. Um, and he was interviewing neighbors uh, about if they remembered anyone named Robertson. Mm-hmm. And they didn't, apparently. Yeah. So they had no memory of him. So it... Yeah. It's, so so it makes me wonder. So Leland... So this was Leland's grandfather's house. So it was yeah. when Leland was a child. So is this some sort of hereditary thing that Bob has been haunting this family? You know what I mean? Um, that only, you know, the Palmer family can see him type hmm. of thing because Madeline has seen him. I, I guess um, Cooper has seen him. But yeah. other than Cooper, I guess it's only been the Palmer family because Madeline, the, the dad, and Laura yeah. Palmer, and the mom. Hmm. So maybe, it, you know, it's been something that's been haunting the family for generations that's been in the woods, in the strange woods that we hear more about. Um, it's interesting, yeah. I wonder, I, I'm sure at one point we'll get to travel to that area and see for ourselves. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but there's no there's no sighting of Bob at all in this episode for a couple That's right. episodes. Bob has been absent. Yeah, he has been absent, but um, I th- he he will appear fairly soon. Um, and yeah, apparently Hawk had to go to great lengths to get the information that Robertson never lived there. He said he had to drink three pots of chamomile tea. Yes. <laughs> um, and yeah, so it turns out. He, he wasn't having that much fun in the yeah, last episode. Apparently. He was absent, but um, <laughs> Lucy is going to take a little bit of time away from her job. Mm-hmm. And she says that she's going to visit uh, Gwen and Larry, her Gwen sister Gwen. Gwen and Larry. Yeah. Yeah, so we find out later on it's an abortion clinic right. she's going to. So she may not be using Dick Tremaine's money, but you know she may still be looking into that as an option. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I like uh, we talked about in the last episode. They focus a bit too much. We felt on the 
Andy, Lucy, Dick Tremaine plotline. I think the the length they gave it in this episode was suitable. Yeah. And also the rest of the stuff was very compelling, so I, you know, kind of. Yeah, they they definitely toned down the uh, Lucy and Andy plots, and yes. also Dick Dick Tremaine Horns Department Store Men's Fashions isn't in it at all. So. Yes. Uh, that's I I guess that's a plus. Uh, Bobby and Shelley, now they're they're a little scene in here. Yeah, uh, this is very campy, goofy scene. Yeah. I actually thought it was kind of funny. I liked yeah. it, actually. I don't know, it's nice to kind of, uh, they try to do stuff like this, and it's just kind of too long, but mm-hmm. I, I thought this was funny. Uh, this is very, like, um, just f- erratic salesperson who's trying to get them to install this system for Leo when he moves back into the house to sit right. and he can go outside in it. Um but he's, he's testing it out on Bobby, but it's not working. The button's not working. And he's, like, saying all these weird things. He's like, oh, you just got to, you know, like you like you treat your women yeah. or something. <laughs> the one thing he says is, it's like, sometimes you just got to hit it hard. <laughs> like like we say at the shop, it's like women. Like, okay. Like, okay. <laughs> but Bobby, so. Uh, Mr. Pinkle might have some outdated views. Yes. So I'm trying to remember. So their whole thing is that Bobby and Shelly <laughs> want the insurance money. Right. So they want to get Leo back home. So they want Leo to be home so because if they take care of him, then they get money. Yes, right? that's right. Shelly wasn't too keen of it at first, but right. Bobby was like, all right, you know, it's so it's a lot of money. So, um, But then the court trial later on is deciding whether it will happen or not. So right. I guess they're just – they're assuming that it will happen so that they're going to get this thing installed. Right. But um, it's – it's not working. Bobby gets angry, and then Bobby and Shelly go outside to make out while they leave Mr. Pinkle Apparently. in the house. And Mr. Pinkle is just swinging around on this machine. <laughs> he goes, Bobby, I can't, I can't reach the button. And he's just slamming into the walls yeah. back and forth. Oh, that's that's after he asked for a diet soda. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a funny scene. Yeah, he's a, you know, he's another like big character. We talked about last episode, like Louis, the assistant of the Great Northern. Like, she has a very specific personality. But she's only in that one scene. Yeah, like, it's kind of the same. Like he, he's he seems like you know they've been like building this character, but he's just in it now. And, and same with like Toad. All even though Toad doesn't, yeah. speak, he's a very distinctive character. Yeah. It's just, all of these very minor characters are not forgettable at all. There's not right. just like these stand-in robots. They all have these very strong personalities. Yeah, I, I love that though. I mean, I love that. Oh, it makes the town feel very lived in, very yeah. real. I mean. If not very just strange and abnormal, but... right? And and there's history in the town. It's yes. not just you know you, we haven't just created characters to put on this show. There, it's a town that we're that yeah, we're actually that existed getting a before view into. the before we've seen it. Yes, right. Yeah, I I think that's very cool. Um, uh, let's see. Next scene. Oh yeah. So we were talking about uh, uh, Leo's uh, court hearing, but the first one is. Um, the Leland's bail. Yeah. So is this in the roadhouse? It's happening in the roadhouse. Peanut shells all over the floor. Yeah, and, and they kind of clear it out in the middle for an aisle. Yeah. And where Cooper sits later on. Right. But yeah, so they're on the stage where like yeah. the bands perform. Yeah. Uh, it's very informal. Um, and yes, yeah, so they're doing Leland Palmer's trial. Yeah. And so, and then we have, we see uh, Lodwick. Yeah, Daryl Lodwick. Daryl Lodwick. And he's arguing that um, he was in, st- he was unstable before, um, we shouldn't be giving him bail, mm-hmm. but they, uh, I forget, I actually forget what the, what's, what does he determine the judge in the end? Uh, it's, well, Truman stands up then and he, and he says, you know, Leland He's a good man. Good man, valued member of our community, stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And so, uh, that's, that's basically what convinces the judge, um, 
to to give to, him bail to give Leland bail. So yeah. he's still gonna go to jail. He's just right. Yeah. So they'll. I think they said they're gonna have a trial later. Okay. But, and and, um, and it, that's what he's talking about. So he says in the time before when the you know when the trial is gonna happen, like you need before that you need to stay in the town, mm-hmm. reporting your whereabouts, that type mm-hmm. of thing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, another interesting thing that I that I found about the history of the town is when um when Harry is talking about Leland, he says, oh, it's his, uh, I think his grandfather, uh, Joshua Palmer, uh, came here like 75 years ago or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, I don't know, I, th- I thought that was interesting. Palmer they, family is deep roots. Deep roots, yeah, and, they, and they've and they kind of been, you know, the the face of Twin Peaks almost as, as um, kind of, kind of Ben, I guess, Ben, ben Horn might hold that status now since mm-hmm. he's, he's kind of the, the big businessman in Twin Peaks, but... Um, yeah, apparently the Palmer family has got some history. Yeah, maybe, maybe they brought this this mystery, this Bob person, right. you know, this this sickness into the town when they mm. first moved in. I don't know. Yeah, that's in- yeah, that's an interesting thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be interested to look into that more as we uh, as we progress. But um, yeah, so you know, St- Sternwood grants him bail. Oh, the other thing is uh, Andy is doing a sketch of the courtroom. He says maybe I'll send this to the Gazette. They like courtroom sketches. Uh, and he's got, like, the back of Leland Palmer's head. Yeah, you just see, like, the tip of his nose or right. something. <laughs> Truman suggests, why don't you get a bit more of his face? Yeah, get a bit more of his face. Yeah, that, a that's more. a good idea. Um, you know, and we've established Andy's a pretty good sketch artist, just maybe not maybe not the brightest guy. Yes. Yeah, but, um, so now we're at Harold's house, uh, and Donna, Donna makes a deal with him. She says, um... She says that she'll tell him her life story uh, if she can read Laura's secret diary. Mm-hmm. But he says, nope, I'll read it to you. Right, and so. it can't leave the premises. We're going to do it here. Right. But, uh, you know, Harold was asking uh, Donna to, to tell him the, his her story. Um, and she she apparently is going to now. Yeah, so she... And is it in the scene that she then runs outside, right? Is this Yes. Now? Yep, yeah, so then she it. starts... She's like, all right, you first. So she starts to tell him stuff. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, just traditional background details. And there are, there are, there are a couple of um, beautiful lines yeah. that I love. Perfectly written. Uh, Donna says... Sorry, Donna's talking about her story. Uh-huh. She asks Harold, uh, like, where did you grow up? Mm-hmm. And yeah, says, she stops and turns it around and starts mm-hmm. asking him questions. He says, obviously... I grew up in Boston. Actually, I grew up in books. And Donna Donna says a line, there are things you can't get in books. And I love Harold's next line because it's kind of like, I feel like it's kind of like Harold's whole perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, that's what his character boils down to. He says, there are things we can't get anywhere, but we dream that they can be found in other people. Mm-hmm. I just think that's the perfect line for him. Yeah. I think that captures his essence and his, you know, reclusivity and and mystery about mm-hmm. him. No, he, he looks he looks for the world and other people. Mm-hmm. That's how he views it all. Yeah. Do, do you think Donna's lines there is that her trying to be flirtatious with him and seduce him and try to you know gain more trust? That's what I kind of thought. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it might that's be certainly what happens later on. Although, yeah, although Donna is Donna's motives seem unclear because. With the whole, you know, with, with her describing her whole skinny dipping scene, that's not in this scene, but that, yeah. that's the next one. But, um, it, yeah, it, I, I can't tell what her goal is with that whole description. Maybe it's just to gain trust, but then, you know, they have that whole scene together in in the orchid room, and, and she seems like she's really into him, but 
maybe she's just trying to keep him there so that Maddie can get the diary. I think so. I kind of I felt bad for Harold in yeah. this episode. Yeah, I really feel bad. Even for though him. we've talked about how he's eerie, he seems creepy, like he has a dark side, which we see at the end of the episode. Mm. I feel bad for him. Um, because she she's kinda like playing around with him and she grabs the diary. Yeah. And she starts to run outside. She's like, Oh come on, like it can't be that bad. And then she Harold eventually kind of steps outside and starts to have a seizure. Is that what the book said? It said Right? Yeah, yeah, it says it was a seizure. Okay. I kind of just thought it was like a panic attack. I kind of thought he was faking it at first. Oh. Okay. I'm not going to lie, because he falls down, and then he just conveniently grabs the diary immediately. Yeah. And I was like, all right, Harold. But, okay, so he's actually, he's, it's a real sickness. Um, but, yeah, I did kind of feel bad for him. Because, I mean, I understand why she would want her hands on the diary. But, I mean, I guess the safer route would be... Hey, let's call the police. Tell them there is a diary in here, and they just mm-hmm. get a warrant and find it. Yeah, right. That's I, yeah. I guess that's true. That that would be an easier solution. But they've never been the teenagers in the show have never been very good at just leaving like investigations to law enforcement. They always have to yes do it themselves. They have a penchant for making situations a bit more complicated <sighs> than they need be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and we definitely see that here. Yes. Um, uh, let me look. What's the next scene? Um, oh, we're so we're back at uh, the roadhouse uh, for another court trial for Leo's. Right, trial Liz, this is Leo's hearing. So, um, the whoever the um, defense is, he's got brain scans. Yeah, he shows his. Uh, right, saying, a funny couple of lines. Yeah, he says, All right, "This is the normal brain scans," and Lodwick says, "I object to the word of the usage of normal." Sternwood, Sternwood says, "Like, oh, he's close enough." Yeah, or something <laughs> like funny. that. So he shows his normal mm-hmm. brain patterns, and then he shows Leo's, which are mm-hmm. erratic, I guess? Or are they muted and just, like, mm-hmm. flat? Okay. Yeah, they're they're very muted. They're, okay, like, so he, nothing's going yeah, on. Yeah, he's a vegetable. Yeah. Um, and, and, and then... They, so then it? they go to the bar. Yes. Sid yeah, fixes it, them it's like drinks. we said, it's a very informal setting, right? Yeah. The judge says, all right, we're going to have, like, what would we call it, a recess? But he's right. like, I'm just going to take a break, have a drink at the bar. But I love this scene uh, with... Sternwood and, and Truman and Cooper at the bar. Cooper seems kind of distracted the whole time. Well, he never they, drinks. Out of yeah. The, he never drinks the, the, the beer true. or whatever, yeah. Yeah, and the, and they keep trying to, like, get Cooper's attention. Like, what's what are your thoughts on this? Because he's always got something to say, but but for whatever reason, in this scene, he doesn't really. I, I think he's probably just thinking about One-Eyed Jacks and Audrey and everything. Or Shelly, because we know before that he kind of, like, saw through this whole yeah. thing that like, they're just trying to get the... In- just trying to get the insurance money. Yeah. He never really talks about it here, but... That's true. But uh, they have a really good conversation. Uh, Sternwood says, you know, uh, what do they want? Do they want... I think he said, like, do they want a trial or do, or do they want a lynching? Um, basically, like, what what what's the temperature of the town like, mm-hmm. is, is what he says. So he's trying to figure out, like, do people in Twin Peaks um, actually care about who killed Laura Palmer or... Do they just want, like, a scapegoat? Like, Leo's an easy answer. They can make a spectacle, and, like, everyone will be happy with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Truman really seems to think that they, they want the right guy brought to justice, and, and it, it won't do any good to try to persecute um, uh, Leo. Yeah, so. and it's interesting because Sternwood asks uh, Cooper how long he's been there, and Cooper says 12 days. Yeah. So, first off, we're on episode 12. Right. So, one oh. day, an episode. Yeah, I guess and. So. 
it feels like so much such a longer time that's not even not even two weeks that he's been in twin peaks but he's yeah. all, all these connections all these plot lines he already seems so close with these people it seems crazy that it's only that short yeah well i think it seems even longer to us because because we've been doing this over the course right. of god knows how many months we started i've i've got to go back and check to see when when our first back in style episode it's, was but... it was uh the fall yeah. Was it really? Because mm-hmm. I remember you suggested the idea to me. Uh, in school, I think it was around uh, play. Yeah, yeah. probably around uh, November, October area. Yeah, that might be right. All right, I'm 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 searching in our feed now. We're going way back. A quick, uh, let's see, there's Tracy. Yep, it's September 14th. Yeah. So we've, we're have we we're coming up on a year of Back in Style. Oh, wow, you're right. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, that's why it feels... Is that right? That's why it seems so long. I know, I kind of forget that, like... You can probably just like binge all of season one or like yeah. and season two in one day, but <laughs> yeah, it yeah, did... we've we've been at it for a while though, so I think that's why it seems a little. Yeah, but you know, I like in it. terms of the show. Yes, that's true. It yeah. gives me time to ruminate on everything. Yeah, but, you know. Yeah. yeah, it was intentional, guys. Come on, oh, uh, totally, on. totally intentional. Yeah, just a lot um, of research. You know, that's what all. The yes, time right. <laughs> we just spent four months researching. Yeah, you know, we heavily edited these podcasts, so it takes a bit. <laughs> yes, yeah, definitely. Um. <laughs> Where even are we in the episode? Um, okay, um, Sternwood. Uh, so uh, the judge decides. Yeah, right. Okay, I'm gonna send Leo home. Mm-hmm. Um, Before he does, he sa- he says kind of a weird thing to Cooper. Oh, he says, yeah, he says keep I'll, your eye on the woods. Right? I advise you to keep your eye on the woods. The woods are wondrous here, but strange. So a little bit more of that. We, more of that duality. The woods are. It, it's beauty, but it's a dark side. Yep, and we've we've heard this throughout the entire show. The woods. Mm-hmm. The woods and you know the log lady. The wood does hold its secrets. You know all, all these. I, I yeah. I don't like. Is this question going to be answered, or or is it just going to be throughout the entire show? Just there is some darkness in the woods. Or are we going to get an answer as to you know there was a murder in the woods years ago? You know Bob Bob was here before and something horrible happened that we don't know about. You know something right. like that. That or I don't know if it's just some enigmatic, mysterious thing. Yeah, I. Mm, yeah, <laughs> without spoiling too much, yes and no. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 well done. Okay. Okay. Um, so next, I think we get one of the most ridiculous scenes of the episode. Ed has just brought Nadine home from the hospital. We haven't seen Ed and Nadine in a while. Yeah. So Nadine's always been a, like just a crazy character. Yeah. But now that they're doing this, that she is in the mentality of a high schooler. Like, this is, I feel like they, they did Nadine well because they didn't, like, linger on it too much. Because right. I feel like it kind of would become unwatchable just because just how excessive it was. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm hoping they don't, like, veer off into that territory because with her, with this mentality, it could just, I think it just could get crazy and yeah. over the top and wacky if, if they spend too much time on it. I think it was fine in the episode because it was like you know like three minutes long this scene, but it's it just I was like all right I'll see where they go with this if this like her problem is gonna wear off or if you know yeah if this stays like this for the rest of the show <laughs> yeah it's um it's it's so interesting I I have no idea what was going through their minds when when they decided hey let's make uh you know let's make Nadine like Nadine of all characters let's make her go into a coma wake up and realize that she's she thinks that she's 18 and also she has super strength. 
Yeah, because she goes into the kitchen, runs back out with the fridge door in her hand, and there's this weird shot where it's like yeah. she's got the fridge, and then it like kind of cuts, and she's like holding the fridge in a different position, and it's like, oh, oh okay, all right. She's like super strong now. <laughs> yeah, well, and also remember she like ripped the restraints off of the hospital bed. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, is this... I've always wondered if Nadine plays a part in the main, in the Laura Palmer mm. murder plotline. I don't know if that if their plot lines are ever going to intersect or if this is just going to be some side plot like Lucy and Andy. Right. Yeah, I mean, but, but Ed plays a role in the stuff. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if we'll bring Nadine into it. Yeah, but it's it's definitely it's kind of weird. Like we know there are some supernatural type of things going on. You know, Mike and Bob living in their convenience store, but. Um, I, I feel like this is really the only other, like, supernatural thing, like, uh, that just kind of isn't explained. Um, but, yeah, so she she has superpowers now, I guess. Yeah, uh, that's that's happening. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, the other good thing that comes out of that scene um, is that uh, either James or Ed says that Jacoby is in Hawaii now. We were wondering last episode. Recovering from his heart attack. Right, he's recovering from a heart attack in Hawaii. So, yeah. I don't know. I guess I, I, I'm not sure if they actually mean that he's in Hawaii or if he's just like lounging around with his coconuts and oh, and his wife in Hawaii. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm not sure if that's uh yeah. Yeah. Also with Nadine's superpower, um, maybe this could be the next installment of CTP, you know, our next superhero movie. We yeah. Do Nadine. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> next episode begins with kids asking Nadine questions. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. Filmed on a very crappy nineties phone would oh, vcr yeah. tape that'd be interesting I hope, <laughs> I hope who's the villain of that movie though that's true i hope i hope they don't get their ass eaten like steppenwolf did <laughs> uh, true true that's uh right the justice league yes go listen to justice league or our one year episode oh, one year episode is great a gem we're coming up on our two years oh no our two years already passed wait but, really yeah yeah it was august or no it was uh july like 27th i think I didn't realize um, that. Yeah, but we didn't do anything because we really didn't do anything in the second year. Maybe we'll do a year three. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> or maybe we'll do a uh, year two. And a half or yeah, something. Yeah, know. maybe we'll do a year three and just call it year two. There you go. Just there pretend you go. like that year never happened. Exactly. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, so Nadine's kind of crazy now. Um, so uh, now we're back to another kind of ridiculous character, Tojimura. Yeah gives ben horn an offer for ghostwood they want ghostwood um we talked about this in the previous episode with your brother saying he yeah. can't keep track of the mill plot line yeah and it's it's all over the place because yeah. i thought the so first it was the norwegians right and then mm-hmm. it was the swedes what was it <laughs> i think it was yeah i think the norwegians were in the pilot yeah and then audrey kind of scared them off um i think that this is the icelanders because that was heba and yep. um yeah, Jerry's Jerry. girlfriend, yeah. And so now we've got Mr. Tojimura coming in mm-hmm. saying, I want a piece of Ghostwood. What is so important about Ghostwood? This yeah. is the question. Um, I mean, we know Ben and Josie wanted it for the money, mm-hmm. but these people seem to really want it for some other reasons right. tied to Josie. He I offers, don't know. He offers $5 million, which, I mean, now for like, 
an, a big like estates project that wouldn't be that much but it's it, it's a lot of money we get the sense from ben that it's a lot of money yeah because at first he's like all right now i'll talk to you later but then they pull out five million and he realizes they mean business yeah so right. i don't we'll see where this goes and, and mr Toshimura just i don't what a wacky character like i said it just looks like he has like a disguise on yeah it looks, it looks like it's just like a, a fake mustache which i'm sure it is a fake mustache but it looks That's like true. his entire face is like plastered on i don't know it's weird i just just for reference nowadays that would be about 10 million so okay. i guess that's that's probably a little more yeah um but uh yeah and then and then there's this weird thing with hank hank is creeping around in this he has a secret doorway to ben's uh, office it's so funny because he just walk around pops his head in and he's like oh you know he's he's coming shortly or whatever he's in a meeting and then goes right back in shuts yep. the door yeah and then uh Cooper comes in, mm-hmm. uh, and... They're on the phone with Jean Renault. Right, and they give some instructions. Mm-hmm. As to where to find Audrey. He says they'll be at a... Uh, they have to take the money to an amusement park. There's an abandoned merry-go-round, and you have to leave it near the horse with no head. Which made me think of Leo. Leo trapped inside a hungry horse, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which, obviously, that's not where she is. They're just trying to trap Cooper right. in order to kill him. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the horse, the horse theme is, is an interesting one. Okay. For sure. I, I would say just kind of keep that in the back of your mind. Cause there'll be, there'll be more horse related things that happen. Interesting. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll leave it at that for now, but, um. Oh, so, you know, the note did play a significance because without yeah. the note, he wouldn't have, that's right. He would have actually gone to the place, but he knew that yeah. she was at, uh, one eye Jackson's. Right. Okay. So he, he knew that it was all, a. It was all just a plan. Um, but, yeah, so so he gets the idea, um, and and Ben is now talking to Hank. So somehow Hank is on this, too. Hank seems to be still working with Ben. Because Ben got Hank to kill Leo. Yeah. And now uh, Ben tells Hank to bring Audrey back. Hank goes, wait, isn't Cooper bringing Audrey back? I thought that was the plan. No. Cooper isn't coming back. And bring the money ben back if you can. Right. Everyone's in cahoots, and it's yeah. so damn confusing. Yeah. And, like, if the like the murder of Laura Palmer plotline isn't if that isn't confusing enough, and just mm. all like, I I just don't know how Lynch juggles all of this in his own head. Yeah. I I wonder if you know if this was all laid out from the beginning, you know if this was something like from beginning to end he knew what was going to happen or he was kind of planning this out as he went. Yeah, along. I I really don't think that much of it was planned out because I. I think we talked about this in the first season, but you know when I started asking you the 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 questions in the first episode of you know who do you think killed Laura Palmer, um, you know Lynch has said even at the beginning of this series he he didn't know. That's um, crazy. Yeah, and, and he didn't plan it out. And um, you know once once we get to that, we'll be able to have a more in depth conversation about you know how much did he foreshadow versus how much did he just um, you know did he just look at it and look at what he had maybe accidentally foreshadowed. Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot there, but, um, he just foreshadows every single character. Yeah. It seems pretty like much covers all his bases. <laughs> yeah. Basically. But yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, however, however the, I, I would love to know more about the creative process behind this. Talk to some of the directors of the show, some of the writers of the show, yeah. see how much Lynch had to do with it. For sure. Um, Cause yeah, it's, it's really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but, 
yeah, definitely juggling a lot of, uh, a lot of plot and, um, there's some random scene in there with Blackie and Jean and Nancy and, um, uh-huh. so John's giving Blackie cocaine. Yeah. And the, oh yeah, yeah. And he has the knife. He's going to try to kill Cooper. Yep. That's, that's the plan. It's strawberry. She eats the strawberry. Right. It's, that's, a, that's kind of, I find that as kind of like a mirror of the cherry stem scene. Yeah, I agree. And then they say something about how are you going to deal with Audrey? Mm-hmm. And they show the tube. You see that? Like, yeah. So what's, <laughs> is their plan to kill Audrey? I think so. I think they want to get the money, kill Audrey. So they're going to, they're going to kill Cooper. Mm-hmm. And then they're, okay, they're just going to get rid of Audrey. I think so. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, that obviously doesn't happen because we know yeah. what happens later. But, um, yeah, quick, so quick break uh, from that part to the police station where Andy is covered in post-it notes. Mm-hmm. He's apparently taken over for Lucy. Yes. Um, and he, he so calls... He, he is the can-do girl, I guess, or whatever. I guess, yeah. Um, he calls his... Uh, fertility clinic, or I guess that's not really what it's called, but yeah, something um, like that. Yeah, and and he asked for his sperms test, and uh, they say it turns out he used to have oglier spurosis or something. Yeah. He thinks he still has it, but no, he's but been now, cured. He's a whole damn town. He's a whole damn town, and they, they use like that metaphor, and he's he's hyped and he <laughs> screams it, and Truman's like, all right. Sounds good, bud. <laughs> yep. Because Andy, yeah, Andy's just constantly doing crazy things. So it makes sense that Truman would just kind of like, yeah, okay. Yeah, because then he walks into the room and don't ask. Because <laughs> but, um, wondering, yeah. Yeah, we already talked about before, Andy accidentally calls the abortion clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's a very funny reaction Screams, at that. Screams, oh my God. Yep. Um, so. Uh, and then it's Cooper and yeah, it's Cooper Truman, and Truman. And they're discussing this, you know, the Bookhouse Boys. They're going to go rescue Audrey type thing. Right. Uh, Hawk walks in, um, gives them some more information. He says, I know where Mike's staying. Mike right. is staying at a motel on Highway 9. Yeah. So he's in the area. We don't know how he got there, but he's mm-hmm. here. Um, and he, there were drugs in the room. And he said yeah. the, they were similar to the ones they found before. So I guess they found drugs in his previous room. I guess so. Yeah. Like yeah, a, yeah. Well, no, it was the drugs that they found in the bathroom. In the bathroom that he when he injected using, himself, they have right? A deep smell. Right, and it was when Cooper said the thing about you know without chemicals he points mm-hmm. the part of the giant's prophecy. So we're not we're not quite sure exactly, but after he, um, you know, he he couldn't. I th- I think he was about to inject the chemicals and then he just started like freaking out. Yeah. So I think he never did. So without chemicals. Everything maybe that means he points to Bob because he stepped out of the stall and was like, "I, I can smell you, Bob. I'm on your, I'm on your trail." Yeah. So, I don't know who who knows about that one, but that uh, that's one of the more cryptic ones that I think might still have to come true. Okay. Um, maybe in the next maybe in the next episode, I'm I'm thinking we're getting some more development. Okay. Um, on that, uh, but. Uh, yeah, so Maddie comes into the double R, sees James there. She's ordering a coffee. Yep, she's very aloof. Like, she doesn't yeah. really talk to him. She's getting a large mm-hmm. coffee. says this for Mr. Palmer, but she's keeping it for herself. Right. And this is for their uh, their their second break-in, this mm-hmm. time without James. Uh, That's right, yeah. Harold Smith's house. Yeah. These damn teens. These teens, they keep breaking in places. And I love James's reaction, because he's just sitting there eating his pie. Yeah. 
And he won't, but he wants to get in on the action, so he just gets mad and storms out and throws yeah, a $5 bill on the table and runs out. Yeah, he he just left his food there. Yeah. There's so much wasted food in this show, I feel I like. I know. I was, like, I was watching that specifically, and I was like, that is a whole sandwich, my friend. Yeah. It's like, I want that sandwich. Because they're always, like, eating at the double R, and then they just leave their stuff there. And, like, they don't even finish. And, um, Damn shame. With that, like, there are, already, there are always so many donuts out yes. at the police station. And they definitely never finished all of those. They had to throw all those donuts away with the blood on with them. With the bird blood, yeah. That's a shame. That's Man. a damn shame. Yeah, but... Uh, but I expected James to go follow yeah. Donna and Madeline, but we right. don't see him at all later on. Right, we later don't see him. So, I don't know, I expected James to be outside in the motorcycle intervening in the Harold situation. Mm-hmm. Knight in shining armor steps up and, you know. Right. Maybe we'll see them in the next episode. Maybe. So, for, more, for most of this... Basically, this whole last uh, act of the episode is just two plots that are kind of happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. First one, obviously, One-Eyed Jacks. The second one is uh, at Harold's Harold's house. Um, so, I feel like we, we should probably not be, like, switching back and forth. If you, Let's just discuss the whole Harold thing right now. whole Harold thing right now? Yeah. Okay. So, Maddie... So, I, I'm curious if you noticed, but when Maddie is... Um, in the she's like hiding in the bushes if you notice the sound effect that's used it's an owl she hears the hoot of an owl mm-hmm. and we see the owl at Later. the other plot line right with with, Tr- with truman and cooper yep right so um, she's hiding in the uh, hiding in the bushes she's drinking her coffee yeah and the shot of the trees that we saw in the other episode uh, is we also see it again here yeah. and there's a lot of moon imagery and the traffic lights that we've been seeing mm-hmm. used as transitions uh, a lot of that. But yeah, she's hiding in the woods. We hear the owl, and Donna's inside, kind of like seducing. Um, well, first she tells the story. She tells the story. This and is, I think, it's my favorite scene in the yeah, episode. And, and it's, it's interesting good. that you mentioned the full moon, or the, like the moon imagery, because she says in the story that it was a full moon. Yes. And, okay, so we see, we hear about the full moon. We see at some point in this episode half of a moon. And I kind of felt like that was, uh, you know, like half of the moon is what the what the town sees. Um, but when the full moon is out, this is like Laura's wild side. Okay. That's yeah. kind of what I thought. And almost like she's like a werewolf or something. Like the full moon brings out her, you know, her, her wild side or something sure, like that. Yeah. But, um, you know, she tells this whole story. And um, so my interpretation on this is that. Yeah. With the story that so the whole point is he's trying to gain his trust, leading him into the greenhouse so that yeah. Donna can get in. But I think maybe her intention was to maybe tell him a story, maybe make up a story, or or maybe her idea was to tell a genuine story to get his trust. But either way, I think she, I think once she started the story, maybe like she started getting lost in and telling all these details yeah. and remembering things and kind of brought back memories of Laura that she started. Maybe she didn't mean to spend so much time on it. You know what I mean? Something mm-hmm. like that. Like, she realized, oh, wow. Like, I don't know. She got, like, sad over Laura. Because it's a really yeah. compelling story. Yeah. And it, 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 the whole story, like, in a nutshell, is just... It's really disturbing, especially yeah. when you remember that they were 13. Right. Um, they go to uh, the roadhouse, and they, like, pick up some guys, and then they're down at the stream skinny dipping, and they, like, they're making out. Yeah. And, I mean, it's what we've been talking about, how... What Bobby said at the funeral, like we, no one ever really knew her. It wasn't. This wasn't just a thing that was happening, 
you know, right before her death, it seemed like this this dark side was present in her for a while because this story was take place when she was thirteen. Um, and it's just really beautiful cinematography when she's telling the story. Her face is shrouded in darkness. Also, yeah. Harold writes none of this down. <laughs> yeah, he stops writing like halfway through. And he's just drinking his wine. Yeah. Like, some writer you are, Harold. <laughs> Living novel my ass. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> you, know what, you know what I thought about that I also think is a possible motive for her to tell this story? This whole season... It seems like she's been trying to seem more like Laura ever since that night that, um, you know, that, that Maddie was dressed up like Laura with the blonde wig and, and James really seemed to be super into that. Um, it seems like Donna with the sunglasses and, you know, with the smoking, it seems like she's trying to emulate Laura a little bit more. So I think maybe telling this story to Harold was maybe showing that she was kind of similar to Laura and, um, I don't know, maybe it's like, you know, here's this crazy thing that I did once. Uh-huh. Um, so, I don't know, because we know that Harold was close with Laura, so maybe that's her thought process. Yeah, and you know what I was surprised by? Jumping a little bit farther in the scene, mm-hmm. but when Madeline comes in, I was surprised that Harold didn't have a reaction. Similar to what Jacoby had upon seeing Madeline. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, she looks like Laura. Yeah. I, I thought that would happen, but it didn't. Um, but yeah, a really compelling story. Mm-hmm. And it's just... And I love the way she's telling it in this sort of dreamlike state. But then, like, at one point, she kind of breaks out of that when she's, like, saying uh, what Laura said. Or, no, what she said about let's go skinny dipping or whatever. She, like, kind of breaks out of that and says it, like, how she would at that time. Like, in that, it, it's just really cool. I like the way she does it with the smoking cigarette. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's really cool. Um, so, yeah, she um, she draws Maddie in. Mm-hmm. flashlight yeah eventually she gets uh harold to go into the green room right gets the signal to maddie and she's in the green room he is showing her orchids there's some really cool shots of these orchids extremely yeah. up close that was really cool kind of reminds me of the hole that we came out of in the ceiling the uh-huh. or the close-up on um on jacques renault's lips when he was talking about the mm-hmm. you know bite the bullet story he describes it as a lower lip one section of it mm-hmm. um but then eventually Maddie's in the house, yeah. and uh, Harold's kind of off in the house trying to do something, and Donna's trying to get her to find right. the knob to turn it. Right. And then there's this whole thing, oh, no, Harold, and Harold eventually sees her. Yeah. And oh, but before this, they kiss. Yeah, right. They're kissing, and they're talking about flowers. Yeah, they're talking about flowers. Whatever. And Harold sees her and runs out and kind of lingers on which garden tool to grab for a moment yeah. and settles upon this mini rake-looking thing. Uh, yeah. And this is a scary scene. Yeah. Because like we said, we you know Harold has some sort of dark, angry side, and we kind of see this start to come out here. And he and he starts, and he just yells at them. And he says, you know, what, what what is all this about? Is it about the secrets? And he has some really cool lines at the end of the scene. Um, he says, uh, do you know what the greatest secret is? Do you remember exactly what he said? He said, um, and it's, uh, yeah, I, I don't remember the exact line, but he said something about the ultimate secret. It's, it's it's who killed you. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's interesting. But then he grabs the rake and, and scrapes it over his face. Yeah. And there's just kind of like you see blood trickling down. Yeah. There's, there's three, three like scratches of blood uh, on his face. There's an interesting story behind this that I'm, I'm reading from uh, The Essential Raft and Plastic by John Thorne. This is where we get all our plot summaries and all our fun facts. Okay. Um, so... 
the reason the, so he, he was originally supposed to attack them. Um, and the actor Lenny Von Dolan said, um, I'm quoting now, he says, uh, I remember arguing strongly about it. He was not capable of doing harm to others. It was not something he could do. He was a nurturer. He was an arbiter of secrets. He had plenty of his own, but he wouldn't do it. So they ended up kind of compromising. Um, and they eventually decided that, uh, Harold would do it to himself, which I think makes for a really cool image. Um, it's a, you know, it, it's a betrayal. He, he trusts people, um, you know, gets to know their stories and, um, you know, now it, it, he finds out that, uh, Donna wasn't interested in the stories at all. She just kind of wanted the, the secret diary. Which is why I feel bad for him in this episode. Yeah, I really, yeah, I really do too. Man, I understand why they want the diary, but poor chap. So I don't know. We'll see where this goes. Um, but as we said, the other plot line that's going on is the one-eyed Jackson. Right. Once so, again, the owl imagery. Yes, definitely. And it, it's interesting because Cooper hears an owl, and, you know, obviously it'd be up high in a tree, but mm-hmm. the shot we see of the owl is extremely up close, almost as if they're, like, face-to-face with each other. Yeah, right? you know what I... It, it reminded me of um, in The Last Jedi, Star Wars. Oh! Where, um... Ooh. We're right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. Yeah, go back and listen to that episode. Um, we have some differing opinions on that movie, but um, yeah, it's it's kind of like when how Ray and Kylo Ren were they they were sort of facing each other in a way, mm-hmm. but they're in completely different places. I, I feel like you, they do kind of the same thing here. I see what you um, mean. Cooper looks somewhere, and it seems like. The owl should be, you know, like you said, it should be way up high. It should be far away. Um, but just the way that they do the camera work, it makes them seem like they're really up close, like they're they're face-to-face, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think that's a really cool effect. But um, head into One-Eyed Jacks and or the, the red curtains. Yep, the red curtains. Um, very cool scene. Like yeah. I said, this sort of, like, the hands-on police work that we haven't seen too much. Yeah. This is them and kind of like this... Cooper's clad in the spy gear, and it's all black with the red. It's really cool looking, and they're going throughout the hallways. Does does Truman... Okay, so the guard on the way in. Does Truman just, like, punch this guard in the nuts? I think that's what happens. Because... It can't yeah, just be to the gut. Right, it can't just be the stomach, because, like, it's like one punch, and he is down. Like, either, and he, and he either Truman... is there. Like, I, yeah. I don't know if he went for the grab, or... He kind of, like, he like, kinda like <laughs> punches, and then he, like, pulls him up a little bit. It was like bit. a scoop. Yeah. <laughs> Stuffs a ball in his mouth, puts duct tape over it. Imagine how terrifying that would be. You get oh punched in the balls, and then someone shoves a ball in your mouth. Yeah, and you can't breathe except yeah. for you. Oh god, that'd be terrible. Um, but they're inside. They're kind of walking yeah. around, avoiding the patrons. Uh, eventually, they stumble upon. Uh, they see Blackie and John mm-hmm. Renault in a room. Um, and Cooper goes ahead by himself. Yep. And finds Nancy. Nancy. Yeah. Grabs her. Goes into the room. Audrey is tied up on the bed. Yep. Um, there's a great scene where kind of he knocks Nancy down, and then Nancy kind of you can see grab Nancy grabs a knife, but he can tell he sees it he in, in the, the mirror. mirror. And he yeah. just turns around and grabs it, yeah. and then he just like punches her in the gut, and she falls down. Yeah. And yeah, that's like, an awesome scene. So yeah. he gets out of there with Audrey. He gets he gets Audrey, but then Jean Renault notices Truman. They're exchanging shots. Yep. Jean Renault gives Blackie a kiss and then stabs her yeah. with the knife. Yeah. Was so. Is the reason for that more money for himself, I'm assuming? I think so. Yeah, I, I that's that's all I would imagine. I'm kind of sad. I like Blackie. She's a yeah. good character. 
Yeah. And it's, it's a creepy shot because he's, he's kissing her as he um, stabs her. And mm-hmm. I don't really know, but blood comes out of her mouth somehow. <laughs> yeah. But it, for the sake of the image, it's cool because then he's got, like, blood on his lips. Right. It's kind of like the um, Hank and Josie's uh, blood pact where she, like, smears it on her lips for some reason. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's great imagery. And then really cool camera work done, too. Um, I'm not sure if this is like more of the direction or the editing, but um, Truman sees this happen, um, and Jean notices Truman. Truman shoots. No, sorry, Jean shoots at Truman first, uh, and by the time by the time Truman can even shoot back, Jean is gone. So we don't know where he went. We don't know. Yep, because he's just gone. He's just like out of the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, that's but, really cool. Yeah. So then. Uh, Cooper and Truman leave with Audrey, but they're stopped by one final guard, one, yep. the final boss, and he's mm-hmm. pointing a gun at them, but he just gets uh, a, a tomahawk or a knife thrown yeah. in his back by Hawk, who says, you guys are really bad at keeping a secret. Great, great Hawk moment. Because we saw Hawk early in the episode when Truman just said, I'll see you in the morning, and mm-hmm. you could you could tell Hawk knew something was up. Yeah. It's a great Hawk moment. Mm-hmm. We love Hawk. So good. Yeah. Hawk is, Hawk is an awesome character. Yes. We don't get enough of him. Um, but, uh, so they're, they're all leaving together, uh, and we find out that Hank has been spying on Truman and Cooper, um, probably just to, to see what's going on. Um, you know, Cooper was supposed to go to the abandoned amusement park and he obviously didn't. Um, so, so Hank would have been at the abandoned amusement park first. Right. I Uh, guess he figured out. I guess he just followed Maybe just follow. Yeah, because because if he would have just followed Cooper, then. yeah, I'm surprised he didn't go inside then. Right. But I guess he didn't want anyone to see him. Um. But yeah, and then we see Jean Reno creep up. Yeah. And put so, a hand around his neck. And this is this is the reason for stealing Lodwick's ID. Oh yeah. Right. So um. To to okay. Right. So Jean kind of sneaks up behind him. Um. Grab and he's he's like, let's see, who are you? And grabs his um. License, his driver's license, which is conveniently like right on the front of his jacket. Yeah, and obviously he's stolen Daryl Lodwick's ID. So, but Jean Renault believes that that is him I because guess so. he says kind of big. Or yeah, something. Right. Something yeah. Guy. Like I don't... he says he's fat. Maybe it's a blurry uh, picture on the license plate. Yeah, but that's the end of the episode. It ends with the first plot line. Right. We talked yeah, it about, ends with the with the the, the, the Greek yeah. scraping across his face. But, yeah. Um, that that is episode five. Yeah, it is. Um, so, I I really like this episode. I yeah. thought it was a good one. Um, interested to see where all this goes, as always. Yeah. And we're nearing up on seven, eight, and nine, which Logan attests are his favorite episodes of Twin Peaks and his yes. favorite episodes of television of all time. Yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, you know the the. Uh, what am I even trying to say? The uh, the premieres of all the seasons, the pilot's really good. The all the um, season finales are really good, and uh, you know there, there's a lot of great stuff in season three. But um, yeah, as as far as you know the the old Twin Peaks, I think this is well we're getting to really the heart of it, um, and so I'm really excited for that. Um, kind of a look behind the scenes to Back in Style. We. Um, We'll do this pretty often. We uh, watch an episode of Twin Peaks separately, um, come together, record one, and then watch one together, um, 
and then we'll record the next one and and that's nice because we can get two out at once and um you know we'll have we'll have a few saved up um we do have a lot saved up right now so we do we're uh, we're recording this on august 4th and i'm assuming that this is going to be released uh, like almost a month later yeah um so there's that but um so i think this is actually going to work out really nicely because um next episode is uh the sixth episode of season two and then we got that seven eight nine so i think we're going to try to do six and seven in one day uh and then maybe eight and nine in one day so we'll get those uh raw reactions as we like to say for episode seven and episode nine um two really big ones so i'm excited to move on to that i hope you are too i am very excited we're moving along season two quite speedily we are uh 20 episodes or something like that so uh we're you know we're coming up in halfway here yeah pretty nice so i gotta ask as a formality i have a feeling it might be the same but at the end of this episode who do you think killed laura palmer i'm going with bob again just because my answer always changes in the episodes where they deal directly with the murder and what's going on but mm-hmm. they ha- they don't really i mean obviously i'm assuming a lot of the stuff in this episode you know directly affects the murder and some people are in, in this episode are involved in that but they don't they don't make it clear so i'm gonna go with bob okay bob again all right well next the next few episodes are are very exciting so i guess we'll we'll keep moving along here all right. um i hope you guys are enjoying listening to this um, definitely if you haven't check out our other episodes, um, we can plug the other shows on uh, twisted mug, but we have, um, we have the cinema talk podcast that's been stagnant for a little while, but, um, we, we, we've done a, a lot of really good reviews that are, uh, yeah, we've got a whole library of yeah. <laughs> content yeah. stored up back there. So give it a, give it a listen. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's some really really fun episodes of that for sure um a lot of good good insight mm-hmm. um let's see we also have uh, stop wait what which is our comedy podcast uh that's basically if the other shows just didn't have anything to talk about so uh, you know we go on tangents all the time but this is just all tangents and no content yeah it's it's if it's if we stayed on those tangents yep. for the entire episode yep. and never left them so that that's a lot of fun uh we just released one well I we released we just released one recently at the time that we're recording this, but yeah. that'll be like two months old by the time this comes out. So never mind. But yeah, go listen to those shows. Uh, we have the Octo podcast, which we did one episode of. Maybe there are more out by now. Maybe. Uh, as I said, I'm heading off to college soon, and Mia Floyd yeah. will be in close proximity. Yeah. So expect some more Octo movie journal type content fairly often yeah there 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 will always be content coming out uh, <laughs> of what variety is a good question yeah, just spin the wheel and yes, we'll see what happens right. um yeah so you know keep keep your eyes out for um stuff on the channel and um yeah thanks for listening as always yeah thank you uh, tune in next week for episode six yes. see you next time see you